are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, 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 what do we have here? It's a listener to the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and let them know that Locked On sent you. I'm your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at LukeBraunNFL. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. And today on the show, we're going to talk about some of the news that came over this weekend. Uh, a lot of that comes from Darren Wolfson's podcast over at Squirm North. He, uh, he does the scoop over there, and he divulged a few nuggets that are worth talking about. We'll also talk about a storytime series entry of a very eccentric Viking that you didn't know was nearly as interesting as he was. But let's first talk about some of the news of the weekend, which is that extension talks are heating up. So Darren Wolfson, who does a scoop over at Score North, he also does some reporting for KSTP. He said that extension talks with Harrison Smith have, quote, picked up. And he said that O'Neill is on the horizon as well. We've kind of known that for a while, that Harrison Smith and Brian O'Neill are the two extensions that are going to get done here in the 2021 offseason. And most of the time, they're done around the start of camp, which is what Darren Wolfson kind of said, that yeah, yeah, around the start of camp, maybe a week into camp or something like that, at very least by the end of the calendar year. But, you know, before free agency is looming and affecting those negotiations, which is kind of how this works. So uh, we also talked a little bit about Everson Griffin last week, and he said maybe Everson Griffin would do a meeting with the Vikings, but that, like we kind of talked about last week, that's all kind of about whether or not the Vikings want to kind of reconstruct that bridge after Everson Griffin burned it, um, and the way that he kind of behaved over the course of the 2020 season on social media. If that burned a bridge, that burned a bridge, and if it didn't, then it didn't, and in the latter case, where it didn't burn the bridge, then yeah, absolutely take Everson Griffin back, but if they're like super mad about the stuff he posted on social media about Kirk Cousins and he divulged like sideline goings on between him and Mike Zimmer, which is a big faux pas. And so if they don't want to sign him because of that, like, yeah, it is what it is. But let's circle back to extensions and the two extensions we're expecting with the Vikings. And I want to kind of challenge the way that you think about extensions. I'll get back to that in a sec. But something maybe ex uh, impacting the negotiations with Brian O'Neill's extension is Ryan Ramchick, who... Uh, signed an extension with the New Orleans Saints at like 19 million a year. And that kind of thing is going to really influence negotiations. Hey, here's what right tackles are going for this time, you know, this year and in this cap environment, here's what you should, you know, pay my client. That's the way that agents kind of approach this thing. So uh, you kind of have to wonder, hey, maybe should the Vikings have tried to get this a little earlier? Maybe they should have tried to beat the Saints to the punch, and maybe they could have saved a little money that way. Hard to know what could have been, or if there was something else affecting that negotiation that, you know, waiting helped with, or if, you know, if they just had a, a problem with manpower and they needed to really focus on the draft, and if they had somebody focusing on Brian O'Neill's thing, that would have impacted it. Hard to know all the what-ifs, but it's something to keep in mind. Um, but the thing about the like $19 million a year thing is that I always have a really, really tough time kind of speculating on total contract value, because to me, it feels like total contract value is a lot more a factor of market than it is of like the quality of that player. Let me explain. So I could be like 
oh, I don't know, Ryan Ramchick made 19 million and O'Neal should get maybe a little less because, you know, Ramchick's such a good player and, and O'Neal's fine, but not as good as Ramchick. So maybe he will call it 17 million and just be like, that's my take. And, and you know, talk about that for a half hour and that could be my, my show. But I, I, I feel like that misses so much. Uh, Ramchick, I mean, he graded higher per PFF, but I mean, look, PFF grades are not factoring into contract negotiations. Uh, and look, Ryan Ramchick has given up more sacks in his career, more sacks per year in his career, because Ramchick has one more year than Brian O'Neill. Um, but quietly, Brian O'Neill has only allowed two sacks in his career per per PFF. And I think some people might disagree with that. There are actually some sacks that are arguably his fault that PFF didn't credit him. But either way, a low amount of sacks. Um, and that's a really, really good resume to, to negotiate off of. His pressure numbers look great as well. But Ramchek doesn't have any all pros or approvals either. So if you're Brian O'Neill's agent, you can go to the Vikings and say, hey, you don't need this to get 19 million a year as a right tackle. You just have to have like good sack numbers and stuff, which Ramchick does. And O'Neill has better numbers. So it's really hard to construct an argument for O'Neill actually making less than Ryan Ramchick without invoking PFF grades or some kind of subjective tape analysis take, which I don't have any analysis take on like Ryan Ramchick. So it's hard to like compare them to like personally. Um, but it's really hard without like taking a PFF grade on faith or something, which in a negotiation room just isn't going to happen. Um, and plus, I've always long argued that PFF kind of underrates O'Neill, if anything, because they count ugly wins as bad plays. They'll downgrade you for winning ugly. Uh, and I, that leads me to disagree with them because I have no problem with ugly wins. I actually think ugly wins can sometimes be your best plays. But either way, all of that stuff and, and production metrics are the best we can do for offensive linemen goes into total value. And plus the idea that like the Vikings value Brian O'Neill a lot. Hey, you think he's good. Pay him as such is going to be like part of this negotiation. So in that negotiation, you can like as a team just kind of say, yeah, we'll agree to whatever in terms of like total amounts. You can agree to whatever the numbers are, but structure it such to give you options anyways, and we'll talk about that later. But on the whole, I've, I've really started to care less and less about like the total value of a contract, even when you talk about the total value plus the total guarantees of a contract or whatever, um, for some basic reasons, like the increasing cap, um, but also because I think the general heuristic that we usually use is that we say, okay, say he's the 18th best player at his position, he should make the 18th most money at his position, and that is what we call fair. If you're above that, it's good. If you're, if you're below that, it's bad. Um, but it doesn't really play out that way in market negotiate, like in the negotiations of an extension, you kind of get market rate or you don't get extended. Um, and uh, think about the negotiating dynamics here. Take like a very neutral player like Brian O'Neill. And I mean, neutral in a very good way. He has no major accolades. He doesn't have, you know, purples or all plus that are making you like, uh, you know, play, pay him like top five money or anything like that. But he's also not making you question at all whether or not you should be the starting right tackle from here to the foreseeable future. That's pretty likely to get a market rate extension. That's a very neutral player. He's a starter. He's your starter forever. And you think he's good. That gets you a market rate extension. And so he could be 15th best or he could be fifth best. Either way, you're getting market rate. So it's more a function of like the cap environment, like at large than it is about the, like the evaluation on that particular player. So when you see the the 14th best player at a position get paid top five money, I think that's kind of normal and people will like make fun of that, but I don't really care. Like if, if you aren't worried about that guy being benched or needing to be traded or needing to get rid of him, then pay him whatever 
and make the contract about options and about kind of year to year, year over year commitment rather than the actual amounts and quibbling over the numbers. So I'm going to talk to you about, I, I want to reshape the way we think about contracts. That's my goal for this show is to, to kind of give you a different heuristic by which to evaluate contracts. But that's not the only monetary thing we're going to talk about on today's podcast because we got to talk about rambling. The NBA Finals are set, Bucks and Suns. As of this juncture, the Phoenix Suns are minus one and a half favorites to win that very first game. They're also favored to win the series. If you want to gramble on that series, you can do that on betonline.ag. That is your one-stop shop. For all things Grambling, you can bet on everything from sports like WNBA, MLB, even NFL Futures. You can also bet on reality TV or even award shows during that season. If you want to get in on stuff like that, you can find anything you can fathom on betonline.ag. If you don't have an account, that is no worries. Just sign up at betonline.ag. It's free to do that. And then when you make your first deposit of money to actually gramble with, enter promo code Locked On. you get a little bit of free money on top of that. They will match your first deposit 50% with the promo code Locked On. That means if your first deposit, say a thousand bucks, you'll actually have 1500 bucks to gramble with courtesy of betonline.ag. Just for entering the promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word at betonline.ag. You're online sportsbook experts. Okay, so here's my goal. I want to make you think beyond X per year as like the way you identify contract value. So a lot of times you hear a contract that's like, you know, uh, 14 per year or whatever it is. And a lot of people just judge it there. They'll go to spot track or DC uh, over the cap is better, by the way. And look at where that ranks among other, you know, linemen and then say, ah, well, I either agree or disagree with the contract based on, you know, whether or not I agree or disagree with that ranking. And even if you do something like percentage of cap in the year that you signed, which will adjust for all those uh, factors that we talked about earlier, where it's like, well, you know, the cap kind of goes up every year. So if you sign a $15 million a year deal now, two years from now, a $15 million a year deal won't look as big. Even if you do percentage of the cap, which sort of adjusts for that uh, and adjusts for cap inflation, you're still missing so much. So let's retool the way that we look at contracts. And I want you for now to forget about amounts. We'll work that back in later. Think instead about commitments. How many years and what are the options? So let's talk a little bit about like the Harrison Smith extension. The amounts are kind of whatever because you can retool and you can void and you can do pay cut ultimatums um, like what they did with Riley Reef. You would trade, you would do all sorts of things to manipulate the actual amounts. What is in most informative here is internal as opposed to external. The external is, you know, what that person makes as opposed to everybody else in the league. That's external. You're comparing them to somebody outside the organization. Uh, but internally, what are the options here? How many years are the Vikings expecting to get out of a 32-year-old player in Harrison Smith? That's what I'm really, really curious to know. And you can like find that as evidenced by how many years are, I'll call it uncuttable, or how many years are, I'll call it maybe cuttable. Uncuttable to me is a year that incurs more dead cap than savings, right? For example, Dalvin Tomlinson, if you cut him after the 2021 season, because of all the void year stuff the Vikings did, all that accelerates, he'll incur a $10 million dead cap penalty. The cap hit to keep him, the cap hit that he will cost in 2022, is 7.5. So you would actually pay $2.5 to cut him. So that's an uncuttable contract. It 
costs you more to cut it than you do to keep it. Even if Dalvin Tomlinson is the worst player in the NFL, you keep him on the roster, you never activate him, and that's a cheaper way of, of getting rid of him, right? Or look at the Dalvin Cook contract in 2022. I'll call that a maybe cuttable one because you can save $2 million of his $12 million cap hit if he is cut in the 2022 offseason. So you can save more than you pay, but it's like really inefficient. You save $2 million, you don't have Dalvin Cook anymore, and you still take $10 million dead. Like it's not a particularly efficient thing. Um, and, and you kind of be better served maybe hanging on to Dalvin Cook for one more year and then cutting him when his contract is a little more cuttable. So I want to see how many years Harrison Smith gets where the Vikings can't cut him or where they can like maybe cut him, but it's inefficient. Now, even this is a little bit reductive because there's always the idea of restructuring or trading or doing all, you know, converting years and avoid years and all this stuff. So if you consider all the different options that a, that a team has and consider, you know, okay, here's the year. What are their options? Here's the next year. What are their options? Here's the next year. What are their options? And look at a contract that way instead of, you know, quibbling over amounts. I think you can get a better sense of exactly what kind of commitment a team is making. So if, you know, if Harrison Smith signs a deal where he tacks two years onto the deal, he's completely uncuttable this year. He's maybe cut uncuttable next year. And he's like, pretty cuttable the year after that. Maybe there's not a huge dead cap head and there's no guarantees or something like that by, by 2023. To me, that would tell me, okay, they don't have any intention of cutting him this year, obviously. They don't know if he's going to be, you know, maybe he gets old this year and they want to kind of protect themselves against that. So they'll give themselves an option to do it, though it'll be inefficient. Um, and, you know, they'll do that for 2022. And then for 2023, they have no idea if, if he'll be good anymore. Um, and he can't really negotiate from a platform of saying, no, nah, I'll definitely be good in 2023. Of course, nobody believes that you'll be 34 um, and they'll have him under contract, but can always cut him if, you know, things aren't going well. That is the way, like, when these extensions happen, and yeah, when these extensions, they're happening, these extensions are happening, um, if that changes, I'll let you know, but it seems like they're pretty much underway, and it's just a matter of time, when these extensions happen, we'll talk about the amounts and stuff, but I want to spend more time talking about the options, and the flexibility, and the commitment, um, and, you know, when it comes to contracts, you can sign everybody for five years, on, you know, base salary based contracts, even guaranteed base salary based contracts, and then decide which ones you want to restructure for which players you want to commit further to and which ones you want to cut, which ones you want to trade and which ones you want to get rid of. Um, and, and the Vikings really have that right now. Right now, they have only two contracts that are I would call uncuttable. One is Dalvin Tomlinson's, which we talked about, and the other one's Kirk Cousins, which, of course, all of his money is guaranteed. So there's no point in cutting him. Um, those are the only two. Everybody else is at least feasibly cuttable where you would save more. You wouldn't have to like take dead money to cut them. And so that kind of makes 2021 a huge year for a lot of players where if they don't perform, the Vikings can cut them. If they do perform, the Vikings can elect not to. So the Vikings are in this very, very like flexible spot. They can kind of keep everybody if they want. And if they don't want, they don't have to. And that's exactly kind of what you want to do out of a pretty tough cap crunch of the last couple of years. 
So before we move on to the Storytime Series entry for the day, I want to talk to you a little bit about the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It is Built Bar. If you are uh, craving a, a late night chocolatey treat, but you don't want to fall off the wagon, you can always turn to Built Bar. It's covered in 100% chocolate, comes in nine delicious flavors like coconut almond, mint chocolate brownie, peanut butter brownie, and a whole bunch of other more delicious ones. They also have some specialty flavors on their website at BuiltBar.com, so go check that out periodically and you might be able to catch a limited time offer. But all their flavors are low-calorie, low-carb, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're even keto-friendly if you're doing the keto thing. So head on over to BuiltBar.com, enter promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, all one word, and you can get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. I also want to talk to you about your car. It's getting hot out. That means you have to put air in your tires a lot more often than you think you do. But if you mess that up, maybe you ruin your tires, but if you blew a tire, if you just drove over a nail and anything's wrong with your tires, you can get tires at rockauto.com. Rock Auto is an aggregator that gets you parts directly from the manufacturer, which lets you skip the retail brick-and-mortar auto joints that will upsell you for parts or mechanics that'll try to pull one over on you. Rock Auto is a family company. They have been doing this for like 15 years. They're looking out for you. So go to rockauto.com, enter your make, your year, and your model, and rockauto.com sifts through its gigantic catalog of car parts to make sure that you are getting something compatible with your car, and you'll get it at a discount as well. So head on over to rockauto.com, and at checkout, let them know that Locked On sent you. There's a little field for it. If you don't, the bunnies will set off fireworks right next to your dog. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Let's go on to the story time series. So whenever I do research for these, uh, I, I read a lot of articles about these these guys uh, that are written kind of at various points in their lives and you know published the five, six, seven years ago or whatever. And there is this unbelievable article that I'll. I'll Link in the show notes about Kenny Willekes that I read as part of uh, the research for this about how much Willekes likes the TV show Vikings. This is well before he's ever uh, even like remotely associated with the Vikings, but he loves the TV show. And in high school, he grew his hair out and he cut it in the mohawk and he did a little rat tail because he wanted to look like Ragnar from the show Vikings. And this would end up mattering a lot this is not just a fun anecdote about the kid like this actually kind of changes things uh so i'll get to that in a sec but first he grew up the son of a doctor which also had an impact on his off-field ventures later in his career um he did a lot of work with like youth in hospitals and stuff like that kind of kyle rudolphy um but like with every Viking in this series, pretty much, uh, he grew up a boy who roughhoused too much, so his parents put him in football to get that energy out, right? Um, but he has like a million scars, and he's got a story for each one. And a lot of time, his dad would be the one patching him up, like just on the couch. He would get hurt, he would need to, you know, be sewn up, and his dad would just do it because his dad just knew how to do it. But he often credits this kind of thing with like his toughness. He got hurt a lot as a kid, he knows how to be hurt. Um, and look, that's gonna come up. So he played high school football at North Point Christian in Grand Rapids. Um, he played inside linebacker at fullback to start out. He would move to defensive end later, um, but he wasn't like this highly recruited kid at all. He had some scholarships from like Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference stuff like Ferris State and Lake Superior State and a bunch of other schools you definitely haven't heard of. Uh, tiny D2 schools, right? Even the Mountain American Conference wasn't 
offering scholarships. The best offer that he had was a preferred walk-on offer from the University of Minnesota, and that's exactly what he was going to take. However, he was on a visit to Saginaw Valley State with a friend, uh, and that friend had a stop on the way back to meet with Mark Statton, who was the offensive line coach for Michigan State. And during this, uh, Willikas had a black eye from a rugby game, and he had his stupid Viking haircut. And Staten saw that kid walking down the hall next to the other kid that he was actually scouting. He was like, who's this kid with the black eye that looks like a Viking? Hey, maybe let's give this kid a walk-on. And Michigan State would actually offer a, a preferred walk-on as well, same as Minnesota. So to make this decision, he talks to his high school coach, who says that MSU is the right program. They're stable at the time. It's a good program. Uh, this is when the Gophers are like really in flux. They just fired Jerry Kill. They got like a new coach. Um, and kind of tells it's his high school coach tells him go to Michigan State. They have a program that have made kids like you walk on kids into superstars before. But you got to be you know the first in, last out. You've got to be you know take your intensity. And and Kenny Willickis is a really intense dude. If you ask anybody about him, he is like really intense. Um, and his high school coach kind of says take that intensity and focus it toward football. So he goes to. MSU. He chooses the the Michigan State offer. He redshirts year one, and then in the spring of 2017, he just explodes on the spring game, and that is all what gets him the scholarship. He's got that ridiculous haircut still, uh, and legend has it that Mark D'Antonio, head coach at the time for, for Michigan State, as part of the celebration, he says, I'm going to cut off a lock of your hair, and he cuts off a lock of that beautiful Viking hair, and from there, Willikas takes on the look that you probably have seen more in pictures where he looks it's a more standard look. And that decision would absolutely pay off. Willikis explodes onto the scene in 2017, and he has a great year in 2018. Such a great year that he's starting to think about the draft. And he goes to one of those appraisal boards that tells you, here's where we think you're going to get drafted. We asked around, and they told him, you know, between the second and sixth round, we don't really know. You'll get drafted. You'll get drafted somewhere. You're not going to be first. You're not going to be last. He wanted to get that higher. He wanted to do a better job. Uh, but he wasn't sure at all about uh, declaring maybe, you know, you take your chances with that or maybe you take your chances with the senior season and, you you know, you go there. He only actually had uh, he was in his second year of actually starting because he redshirted the first one. So he thinks about it. But I want to take you to the 2018 Red Box Bowl, a game we have already covered from the other side because it was Michigan State versus Oregon. Um, and he plays in at that point, he was kind of leaning toward declaring for the draft and thinking, maybe this is my last game in, you know, deep green. So the 2018 Red Box Bowl is a very grindy contest. It is uh, three to nothing in the late third quarter and Oregon's backed up, which means, you know, this is safety territory. Uh, and Willikis tries to get around an edge and the tackle kind of pushes him down an awkward angle. And he says he feels a pop. Oh, no, he feels a pop. Joe Batchy, linebacker, currently uh, under contract with the Bengals. He was also a Spartan at the time. Um, and he's the first one to come up to him and kind of help him up to the sideline. He's hanging out with him in the sideline where Willikis gets carted off. And that's where Willikis gets the diagnosis. Broken fibula. And Willikis, ever the Joker, leans toward Batchy and he says, I guess that makes the decision for me, huh? And he decides right then and there that he's going to come back for another season. He can't go through the draft process with a broken fibula. So he that spring, he attacks his rehab. Great. You know, apply all that toughness. And a bunch of the longer tenured MSU players were staying in a house together through all of this. And Willikus's room was up in the attic and he didn't want to move all his stuff, even though he had a broken leg. So he just climbed up with a cast 
And everybody you ask about this is like, ah, yeah, that's just Kenny. Like, they're not even surprised about it at all. He's just a completely insane person. Uh, even one night, he was awoken by the loud shriek of bats, and he just grabbed a wooden pole, hobbling on one leg and everything, and he just starts swinging. Just, and he got the bats. Like, he bested the bats, even though he was only one leg and all he had was a wooden pole. Like, it wasn't even a trap or, like, uh, a zapper or anything like that. He just got a, a, a bat and just, he, he even jokes. He's like, maybe I should have played baseball. And hey, maybe. Um, and to get for that senior season, to prepare for that senior season, he uh, attends a summit that was thrown by Von Miller, this D-line summit that a few Vikings uh, ended up, a few eventual Vikings would go to. Um, he meets this D-line guru that had been kind of watching his Instagram highlights and stuff. His name is Chuck Smith, who is this crazy D-line guy that's, uh, if you look at the people he's tutored, the, the list is ridiculous. Um, Chuck Smith works him, tries to up his draft stock a little bit. And by all accounts, his comeback senior season goes pretty well. And so to the draft, he goes kind of thinking he made it to the third round. He kind of solidified his draft stock a little bit, but he fell to the seventh. And that's kind of the way it goes. Sometimes you just fall down the board and there's weird market dynamics and the team that wanted you the most picked up a different defensive end and now suddenly your stock's a lot lower than you thought it was. But it, look, everybody has their story about Kenny Willekes, whether it's Joe Batchy telling the story about uh, Willekes kind of joking on a broken leg, whether it's his MSU roommates talking about him swinging at bats in the attic at like 3 a.m. on one leg. Everybody's got their story about Kenny Willekes. And the one that you and I are probably most familiar with is the one that happens after he is drafted, where he tears his ACL in training camp and he's out for the season. And now we kind of see if there's a place for him on the roster. But look, even if it doesn't, whatever comes next for Kenny Willekes, he might be the most memorable dude you ever interact with. And maybe there's something to that. Maybe we just want to focus on him on the field. But everybody's got their story for Kenny Willekes. And for I, for one, hope that this one isn't over. So we'll talk tomorrow. It is Twitter Tuesday tomorrow. Get your questions in at Locked on Vikings on Twitter, at Luke Brown NFL on Twitter, or uh, click on any of the links in the show notes. There's a link tree that'll get you to a bunch of places where you can ask questions. I will see you all tomorrow. Don't forget to check out the Locked on Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski. Under 20 minutes every single morning. Everything you need to know in the wide world of sports. I'll see you all tomorrow. And as always, skull.